welcome to the Life Vineyard Church podcast. In this episode, we hear from John at the Wall's End All Age Service, continuing our exploration of Ephesians, looking at the church that God is building in chapter two. Thank you. Well, I'm exhausted already. Are you exhausted? Um, it's great to be with you. My name's John, and I've been here a long time now, it feels. Um, on a Monday and Wednesday, on my way to the pantry, I get off the bus in Newcastle, and I walk down Northumberland Street. Have you walked down Northumberland Street recently? Anybody walk down Northumberland Street? You go down to the bottom, and I turn left to go along towards the Central Library to catch my bus to Biker. And when I get up on the top deck of the bus and look out, I can see this enormous building site. It's absolutely amazing, and I love watching it. Unfortunately, the bus driver's not happy to sit too long to let me watch it. And it's an amazing building, and uh, I can't see the screen now, but um, you might see the screen. There it is. Do you recognize that street? Do you recognize that building on the left-hand side? Well, it's what's being constructed right now. It's uh, a building that's going to be used by HMRC, Her Majesty's Re- or His Majesty's Revenue and Customs. Don't worry, it won't be completed until 2027, so you've got plenty of time to get your tax returns sorted out before then. Um, oh, it's going to scratch my head there. I'm going to take that off. Um, and it must be, I mean, HMRC must have had a thought that they needed a bigger building. They must have had a thought, uh, how are we going to do this? They got some architects together and they planned it all. And there's this fantastic building that's going to be, uh, there's going to be 9,000 people working in it. Isn't that amazing? 9, I can't imagine 9,000 people. Now, compared to, I mean, it, it must have been really exciting for the architects who are putting it together and seeing the building beginning to emerge from all the rubbles of the site that's there at the moment. But you know, that's nothing compared to the vision and project that we are thinking about today. Um, it's not about HMRC plans or an architect's design for a building, but it's a it's a ginormous plan we're thinking about today. I looked up ginormous in the dictionary, and uh, it says, given an illustration, that Billy ate his way through a, a ginormous ice cream sundae. Anybody eating through a, 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 a ginormous ice cream sundae? Well, I thought that's rubbish for an illustration because ginormous is really big. Uh, it's absolutely enormous. And the plan we are thinking about today is a plan that incorporates not just 9,000 people, but people from every age, from every generation, uh, from numerous nations in every century, from Pentecost right through until the return of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? What a plan. What a plan. You should all be on your feet shouting and clapping and cheering and saying, wow, God is great, isn't he? Well, that's, that's a little clap, yes? But this is the church that God is building today, a plan of God's before the creation of the world, and it's a detailed plan for you and me and each one of us here. And it's exciting to be a part of that plan. And Paul describes it in that passage we read 
from uh, Ephesians chapter 2. And there's three things I want to mention to you. The first is the solid foundation. He mentions the foundation of the church. Now, if I was a building inspector today and I came along to examine this building, there is one problem with it that Nicola hadn't thought about, and that is that it hasn't got any foundation. And I could actually kick it down. Because foundations are important, aren't they? And um, have we a picture of a drill there? Do you know what that drill's doing? Drilling, yes. And why is it drilling? Anybody know why it's drilling? Hmm? Piles, yes. He's drilling a big hole. Uh, that, I mean, that's only half the height of the drill. It was twice that height. Half of the other half is down the ground, in the ground, and it's drilling a big hole. And they'll put in some metal structure inside, and then they'll fill it up with concrete. And on that, and lots of other of those, they will build the building, and it will be a foundation that's secure. And uh, Paul says God used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation. The apostles were those who, who had witnessed Jesus rising from the dead. That's all they are. And they wrote about it, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we have it today in the Bible. And, and the Bible is the beginning of foundation in our lives. And it's important that we, we can trust the Bible because it's inspired by God. And also, we can build our church upon this Word of God. And I want to ask you this morning, are you drilling deep into the Word of God? Are you drilling deep into the Word of God to build a solid foundation for your life and for our church? And Paul also says, it's with Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. Here it is down here. Um, the cornerstone in, was very important for the alignment of the building. This wall has lined up with the cornerstone, generally speaking. <laughs> um, but if the cornerstone had been pointing out that way a bit, and the wall went that way, uh, it wouldn't meet up at the corners, and it would be an absolute chaos of a building. The cornerstone was the most important part of the building. It was the key to keeping the wall straight, the builders would take sightings along the edge of the part, uh, that part of the building, and if the cornerstone was set properly, then the stonemasons could be sure that the other corners of the building would be right. And thus the cornerstone became a symbol for that which held life together, held things together. And Jesus Christ is the one, the cornerstone, who holds life together. He holds the church together. He sets direction and function for the church and its witness and its unity. The Bible says the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Uh, Jesus was rejected by God's people and crucified. And just as the cornerstone takes the weight of the whole building, so Jesus took upon himself the weight of all of our sin. He took it upon himself so that we could be free from sin, set free and restored. And that's really important. Um, have you made Jesus central in your life? Is he holding you together today? Have you committed your life to him? You can do that this morning. Second thing is what I call the Christ-like formation. Uh, the verse says he's using you 
fitting you in brick by brick. All these bricks have been well placed, actually, because you have no two bricks, one on top of the other exactly, because that would weaken the building. And where we fit together is really important. Um, now, there's a picture up there now going to come up. Oh, no, there's another one. Oh, that one. Anybody guess who that is? That's me. That was taken about 69 years ago. Uh, next picture. Have I changed? <laughs> that was taken about 25 years ago. So you can, I, I, I think I look pretty good there, don't you? The hair is not real, I have to say that. But I have changed. I, I've, I've got a moustache and I have a bit of a beard that I didn't have in the first picture. I look really strange as a toddler with a beard, wouldn't I? And, but that, I've changed, and we're all changing. But there's a more than just outward physical change. Jesus wants to change us on the inside. He wants to change us so that we can fit together so that we can relate together and love each other and work together. That's so important. I have a picture. Is there a picture of a dove somewhere? Oh, yes. There's a, a, a dove that uh, nested on our security light. And um, I tried to get a photograph out the bathroom window, but every time I as much as opened the window, it would fly off because doves are very sensitive birds. And somebody wrote about the dove and said, the Holy Spirit is the dove, but he's very sensitive to sin in our lives. And sin is a big issue in the church because it can get in the way of what God wants to do. And we've got to, we've got to be quick to deal with sin. God is looking for a holy people. He's wanting to build a holy temple. God wants to use you. Every person here, from the youngest person here to the oldest, that might be me, I don't know, um, here today, every one of us. And it's wonderful to be used by God. And you know, in Solomon's temple, the stones were uh, quarried and shaped away from the temple building itself. And then they were brought to the temple site and carefully fitted together. And God's heart is to see you and me fit it together in his church so each of us knows our gifting and is, and is fitting in with others to build his church, that our relationships are ones of unity and harmony. We must become a holy people. Uh, Paul says we are being transformed from one degree of glory to another. And this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit, the Spirit working in us. I've got a few bricks. Uh, can we go back to the brick one? Uh, that one there, yes. Look at those bricks. Number two is very interesting because what do you think about number two? Well, it's a very small brick. Maybe some of you who are kids here today are thinking, well, I'm just small, I'm very young, I'm, I'm only five, I'm only seven, and um, I haven't got a great place in the building that God is building. But that's not true. You have a place. And maybe some of you are thinking, well, I haven't got great faith. My faith is small, and I don't really fit in very well. I have nothing to contribute. That's not true. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. You are special and chosen, and God will use you. Or maybe... Maybe number two there is looking at the big brick beside him that's got a few rough edges. 
And number two is thinking, I'm having a tough time handling this person beside me. And God wants to smooth those situations out. Someone said that, you know, the person you're really struggling with is often the sandpaper that God wants to use to rub off the rough edges in your life and mine. And those are all important things to be fitting together and working together in God's church. Number three there is an interesting brick. Um, let me tell you about number three. Um, he's not there very often, that brick or she. Maybe they feel I'm not needed. No one's interested in me. I'm not going to be missed. Or maybe someone has hurt them through thoughtless words or gospel. Do you know someone who's been missing from our fellowship, from our church? Can you encourage them to find their place that God has for them? Or maybe you wake up on Sunday morning and you think, oh, I'm going to lie in today. I just have a lie in. I've had a busy week. It's Sunday and I'm not on the road to any of the rotors today. I'll not be missed. Not true. God will miss you because he has a, a role for you to play. He has a job for you to do. We're not to neglect the habit of meeting together and encourage one another. And brick number one... Well, that's just a blank space. There's a hole in the wall there because there are still people out there who haven't discovered Jesus yet and there's a place for them too. And, um, and that's where God wants to use each one of us as well. He wants us to fill those empty spaces, empty seats, fill them up with people who we lead to Christ. What a privilege. I was thinking about the tin on the wall because I've been praying for my street where I live and wondering about how God can use me to make contact with my neighbours and it's been very hard and the tin in the street is a great, tin on the wall is a great opportunity I thought because if I can knock on each door and give them a leaflet and explain what it's about I've made a contact and, um, and I'm thinking yes I can do that and I can pray and I can talk to people and it's an opportunity and we all need to be looking for opportunities to fill those places up. And then lastly, the amazing function of this church that God wants to build. Um, this is a wonderful truth. God is building us together into a place where he can live by his spirit. He wants the church to be a place where the spirit of God is. And the spirit in all his fullness that's what God has planned. It's not a physical building, but it's the hearts in the hearts of you and me, a people gathered in one place as a holy temple, knit together in love at Wall's End, Marley Hill, South Shields. That's where God wants to dwell, by his spirit. God's heart is for a people to be solidly founded on biblical truth about Jesus, a people cooperating with the Holy Spirit as he transforms us to be more like Jesus, so that we may be a church that's full of God's presence, a truly powerful church. We can be a church like the church at Pentecost, Nothing's changed. The Holy Spirit's the same spirit. 
but we need to open our lives to all of his activity, to his fullness, because that's what's going to make us a powerful church and a church that we will see growing and thriving. We must be committed to this kind of church because God is committed to it. He has given everything for his church. Amen.